there is a video out there somewhere of us flinging money on Jaeger in a hotel bed. Speaking of Jaeger, Jaeger still sucks. Jaeger sucks. <laughs> Jaeger sucks. That's going to the line of That can just be the yeah, title of the episode. <laughs> Tech Hockey Guide presents the Chasing McNaughton Podcast, covering the Michigan Tech Huskies and the WCHA with your host, Tim Brown, Rob Gilreath, and Dustin Lindstrom. Welcome to episode 11 of the second season of the Chasing McNaughton Podcast. I'm Tim Brown, your host, and I'm joined this week by Dustin Lindstrom. Hey, everyone. And Rob Gilreath. Hey, everybody. This week's going to be a very different with no games to recap and no games to preview. Most likely by the time this comes out, it'll probably be official that the Ferris State Series is not going to happen. Um, at least not when it's scheduled. So instead, we've decided to invite a handful of former leaders with Mitch's Misfits and focus on them this week. As some of you might know, I am the godfather of the group, but I was never actually president. So we've decided to round up. Did I do my math right? We got four former presidents here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, to join us, we've got president number two, Bethlyn McCallum, who's now Bethlyn Cumming. Hey, Tim. Hey, Dustin, Rob, everybody. President number five, Gina Salvi. Hi. President number eight, Alex Dinsmore. Hey, everyone. And president number 10 and current Tech Hockey Guide editor, Matt Cavender. What'd it do? (laughs) I like the flair. (laughs) Thanks to all of you for joining us on such short notice, since this was all kind of decided this morning, even though it was Matt's idea. Was that middle of last week? It was it was something like that, yeah. I, I knew we were gonna have to f- have a filler week like this, and I'm happy we we're able to get it together. Yeah. We'll be mainly discussing the history of Mitch's Misfits, but we'll probably still talk about Huskies' current events. I don't, I don't think we got much out of the Joe Show, but maybe we'll talk about that. Maybe some WCHA action, and maybe a little bit about World Juniors. It kind of depends on how long the Misfits part of this goes. Before we take a break, I wanted to touch on one thing. We fund everything at Tech Hockey Guide from our patrons. You can become one at patreon.com slash techhockeyguide. We'll be doing a monthly Zoom chat. I really need to bug Brad Patterson because I haven't heard back from him in a while, and I really need to get that scheduled so we can actually do that here in January before it gets too long or too late. Um, he's currently the head coach of the Youngstown Phantoms and was a player at Michigan Tech when I was a student before uh, the whole Mitch's Misfits thing happened. Uh, if you sign up at the white level or above, which is $2 a month, you can uh, attend those monthly Zoom chats. Uh, since the podcast started, we've done extended versions of the podcast for our patrons at the black level or above, which is 5 bucks a month. This level also includes an authentic MTU jersey patch after you've given $10. We actually added our 25th Patreon this week, so thank you to Dave Hurtler. Hope I got that right on being the latest patron to join at the black level, our most popular level, thanks to the extended versions where you can hear the greatest hits such as us discussing the best smart switches for your home, 
<laughs> I don't know what else we've had on random tangents that we've left in there. There have been some good ones. But Definitely if, some good ones. But if you sign up, you can go listen to those extended versions all the way back to the beginning to the unpublished episode zero. Uh, so let's do the thank you notes plus a brief note from our sponsor because we need those pennies from each listen. And we'll come back and let Rob take the lead as we discuss Mitch's Misfits, the best student group in college hockey. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. All right, Rob. Take it away. All right, so seeing how Tim is a part of this panel, I'm going to try to be the one to, to lead it along here tonight, and so Tim doesn't have to actually be asking questions to himself and being a little awkward. <laughs> so I think we'll get started off with the origin story of the Misfits, and I'll, I'll put that to you to start with, Tim. Um, how did the Misfits get started? Where'd the name come from? Just give us that little brief synopsis there for those. Of, brief synopsis. It's like two pages, but okay. <laughs> well, um... Read away. That's dramatic prose. <laughs> So I was the founder of Mitch's Misfits along with Chris Nesbitt. Uh, during the 2003-2004 season, many of the original members of Mitch's Misfits became diehard fans after Michigan Tech's amazing comeback against Northern Michigan at the first home game of the season in 2003 where the Huskies won 7-6 to when trailing 6-3 to with, what, four and a half Two minutes a half. left? Well, that's when we started scoring, but Northern went up six to three with four and a half minutes left or so. Um, yeah, this happened on October 18th, 2003. And I think, well, Rob, you weren't there. Your dad left early with you, right? We were going down the hill. <laughs> so Dustin, Beth Lynn, you were there. I was there. I was. That there. kind of cemented things for you, Dustin, right? Uh because that was that your first game your that freshman year? That was my first year? game my freshman year, yeah. Yeah. It was my second game. I had attended uh, at Northern the day before, which was also a which was pretty, also a crazy, crazy game, game, but yeah. Yeah. So that's game game sparked many of us to begin attending home games regularly. The next home series against Vermont Section L behind the penalty boxes was almost completely empty, if you can believe that. So some of us began congregating there standing most of the game and being rowdy throughout. I personally was getting bothered quite a bit by campus police for my antics <laughs> to the point that I ended up contacting Coach Russell and the athletic director at the time, Rick Yo, to help defend me, and they did. There was a meeting between public safety, the athletics department, the SDC facilities, and the coaching staff to determine what I was and was not allowed to do to make it easier on all of us because no one uh, was used to rowdy home fans at hockey games. <laughs> Boy, I really buttered myself up back when I wrote this a couple years ago. <laughs> uh, the hockey players loved it. And at uh, each home game, the number of people in section L continued to grow. We began to have more organized cheers and a large contingent of rowdy fans 
while on the road while on a road trip to watch the team play in Duluth, Chris Nesbitt and I were having drinks at a local watering hole, trying to come up with a name. You you can at section. least give a, you can at least give it a plug. Does it even exist anymore? The sports card. Oh, yeah. yeah, still there. I thought it had issues here, yeah, but okay. Yeah, oh, it was, the, I thought uh, it was there as I of, they closed it. It was there as of the yeah, last time I was closed. in Duluth. So, yeah, I thought they had issues. Maybe it's closed because of COVID, not I think anything it, else. I think they closed after COVID hit. Or the well, saloon I think closed. that was the final straw. Like, but anyway, it was Garden Grandma's Sports Garden in Duluth. Um, so on that was on January twenty third, two thousand four. Uh, we, so we were hanging out with Mitch Lake and the rest of the radio SID crew that made the trip trying to think of a name. And Mitch's misfits came to mind since we stood behind or stood in section L directly behind Mitch Lake, who at the time was down in the penalty box area. And always and we'd always felt like we were such misfits trying to bring energy to that building, not to mention all the struggles that we were having between the students and the the campus police and, so we asked mitch's permission and we love alliterations yeah we love alliteration <laughs> it sounded good yep. right so we asked mitch he gave us permission and that was it we gained so much attention that tv6 out of marquette actually came to houghton to do a someplace special segment on me and some of the core group i'll never forget how pissed off uh I'll have to look at the video again to remember his name, but one of the guys was so pissed off that he was labeled as my sidekick. Greg Anton. Uh, yeah, Greg Anton, <laughs> Anton. That's right. I think that pissed him off to the point that he like stopped being a crazy fan of the game. He kind of disappeared. Uh, I, I do. I see. I don't know. I haven't seen your actual written up origin story here because I never technically was a misfit myself, right? Yeah, so, and it only went out uh, to the president. You, you, at the top. Yeah, you, you already threw out. I had to redo one of your trivia questions already. You did? <laughs> yep. Okay. Yeah. Wonderful. My, my trivia question for your year was what Eastern team did we play? Oh, Vermont. <laughs> that year. Yeah. <laughs> I prob- so that you was, know what's really tossed. funny is I probably wouldn't have remembered that because. <laughs> it was the only thing that kind of jumped out at me from that Replace year. Replace it with from a, from a which Colorado team standpoint. did we play four times that year? Because <laughs> it's got to be one of the another two. question by looking at the stats right, <laughs> right. here. <laughs> so yeah, that's the that's the story of you know how, how the Misfits got started. Um, but let's go in. Let's go well, in order I, there's here. There's one more detail. Of, one more. Okay, I'll keep do going. one more detail. Well, there, I'll finish this paragraph. Uh, <laughs> and there's more. So uh, he's just reading up a story that's <laughs> gassing him all to the fans. I love it. Well, <laughs> Anyway, the video's on YouTube. I'm sure Matt will link to it in the in the thing, in the, the someplace special. Oh, you know I will. So at some point, I had be- befriended the owner of Mix 93, and at the time, he had offered to buy 100 t-shirts for the Misfits, so I worked on a design, the ever-infamous uh, zebra with a stick up its ass, which I still have a couple yes. of somewhere. We'll have to get a picture <laughs> for that. Um Oh, man. So we worked up the design. The T-shirts were given away to students at Winter Carnival on February 6, 2004, which is basically what we consider the birth of Mitch's Misfits, even though technically they were not officially a student organization until the following year. And at that point, I had had a bet with Dave Nordstrom, the, the head of the facilities, who's actually future Husky Alex Nordstrom's, well, I think it... Relation? Relation. I guess I was... I'm not 100% sure on if it's uncle or or what it is, um, so I won't say it, 
Anyway, he didn't think I could actually fill Section L with a bunch of people standing for the whole game. I did at on Carnival February sixth, so he gave he deliver hand delivered a, a whole pizza to us for doing that. Um, but yeah, uh, and then the following year, when Mitchell O'Laughlin became the official president, was when we had to switch to our current lo- well, not our current logo, but basically the current logo because it has been tweaked a little bit again, right, Matt? Um, I wouldn't say the logo was tweaked. I just uh. One year to try to keep oh, the some shirt interest. design. Yeah, I just I just took yeah. the shirt design through a contest, try to keep people more interested. Yeah, that was I was happy with the response to that. Then I think we ended up with a pretty cool design for the shirt. So that's the, that's the intro to how the Misfits got started, right? So let's go into the an intro of how each of you guys got started with the Misfits. Obviously, we know Tim's and Bethlin's here because uh, it's a part of the origin story, right? But uh, let's jump to Gina. How did you get involved? first with the misfits what was your draw because you were there for some uh the bad years some <laughs> the bad, bad years, years. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so i started i mean i i grew up i went to high school in moorhead minnesota so that was a super hockey rich community and so i i think k-day or whatever start of the year um yeah, saw the Misfits, and they're like, oh, yeah, go to hockey. I was like, okay, got me. So I went to a hockey game. I was like, yep, this is this is my calling. Like, I, I like these people. This is fun. So I just I started going, and then I started making friends, and I made friends with Bethlin and Jaeger and, and Ross and all sorts of people that I'm still <laughs> friends with to this day. <laughs> so, yeah, it was, it was a good time. And uh, I didn't miss – I don't think I missed more than, like, two games my – entire college career so it was a good time and for those for those that don't know gina just by voice or by picture a lot of people know you by a couple other <laughs> things that are you know typical right uh yeah stilettos <laughs> yeah gina's the one that wears the dazzling I'm shoes the, yeah like lots of <laughs> lots of glitter stilettos and pink <laughs> right <laughs> so alex what's your what's your story for how did how did you get started with the the team and watching yeah i think sounds pretty lame but i think it was just my ra telling us you know hey everyone let's go to a hockey game <laughs> um i think like a, a, a fair bit of people maybe we didn't know hockey at all before uh going up to tech i certainly maybe gone to one or two wings games a part of like an elementary school promotion before that um, but never really watched a hockey game with the intent of watching a hockey game. But, you know, after one or two games, I, gosh, I can't remember who we played that first weekend and I doubt it was uh, anything too spectacular, but just love the energy of the misfits. And then it, it just seemed like a really cool thing to be a part of. Um, and so just pretty much, I went to every single game, um, sans one or two after that and the rest is history. All right. And Matt, the most, most recent member of the crew here yeah most recent i think you know that comes that also comes with being the youngest we did try to get evan on here but he was he's out of town but uh this is a story that i think is gonna juice you guys right up so i've only missed one gli in, in my entire life and it was not my first one so since i was in diapers i've been going to the gli like i used to live in the detroit area and i started going as a michigan state fan because my my uncle went there and was a uh was a player that actually got on the cover of Sports Illustrated there, so, so that's so kind of so we started going there, smoking green or snorting white. <laughs> um, well, well, I can read and can write. Now, so that's the uh, that's the important thing here. <laughs> 
Yeah, there we go. <laughs> but uh, but like every year I went, I just gravitated more and more towards tech, and that was during the bad years. So like, I would see them get blown out. And this is around when the Misfits were starting to take off. And I'm like, they don't care if they're getting blown out. They are still going nuts. That's incredible. I want to be a part of that. So it actually played a big role in my college decision. So once I got there and saw it was all about at home, I was just, I was in it. That was it. I was hooked. I was, that was during my freshman year was Dinsmore's senior year. So he was the president when I got there. And my first game, I was handed a flag and that was it. I was hooked for the rest of my life. I think Alex. Nice. Yeah, we'll talk about the flags a little bit later. That's one of the audience participation questions. So we're going to try to track down where, you know, which one of you guys was there when that actually took off and where it's at now. So, but we'll talk about that a little bit later. Talk a little bit more about some more individual stuff here first. Obviously, a big part of Misfits is road trips, travel. What? Let's talk about two two road trip topics for each of you. We'll talk about which what's the longest one you've been on, uh, and then what's your favorite one. Uh, because obviously they may be the same, right? For all of us, I know that probably is the same. But uh, we'll start. We'll start at the top out uh, with Matt, and we'll go back downwards this time. So, what's your what's your longest road trip? What's your favorite road trip? Uh, my longest road trip was probably I'm the only one that ever had to plan an NCAA tournament on this panel, which is pretty sweet. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I went to I went it. to Cincinnati. <laughs> yeah, I got it. I got it. That's my claim to fame. <laughs> but yeah, we won. We won. Uh, broadmoor like on a sunday and i had to get a trip planned and approved by student activities by thursday so here i am running around everywhere begging everyone for money and i eventually get enough donations and like pull from our own accounts enough to make it free for 30 kids to go to cincinnati so it's my favorite one and my longest one because i think just between when we went down we hit chicago traffic so it took us like 17 hours to get there on the way there it was awful but that's definitely my longest and it's probably the one I I am most proud of so therefore you know probably my favorite as well yeah that was that was a decent series I was at that one too and I think Tim you were down yep. there too right yeah yep Denver was an NHL team that year I didn't even care that we lost <laughs> I knew we were going to I just wanted to go uh it was it was that was a good one that was the that was the Penn State fans mm-hmm. uh year too right yeah, they were great. Yep. I'm still friends with a lot yep. of them. So that that sparked a little bit of the, the 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 crap talking that goes back and forth with Penn State, as well as some friendships with with Penn State folks. It was a yeah. good time. I'd say that I'd say that more or less ended the trash talk with us because for a lot of us, <laughs> we were bitter about the Big Ten being started. But then when we actually got to meet them, they're really cool people, and they didn't really they were indifferent about what conference they went to. They were just excited to have. Yeah, they hockey. just they just want hockey, kind of a right? Experience, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. for sure. More hockey is always better. <laughs> Agreed. All right, Alex, how about you? You're up next. It has to be um, that first NCAA bout since 1981 in Fargo, North Dakota. <laughs> that was that was a wild trip to plan because I mean I, I I think all the presidents can agree you get like not much budget and then you kind of tap out your like like the students through like the one or two trips to Northern and stuff. Um, so once that happened, that was pretty crazy. Um, just running around to you know I think we got a lot of good graces from athletics. We got a lot of good graces from USG. Um, they gave us a, a fair bit of money. Um, I think to the point, did we get to go for free? You know, it was something super reduced, but, um, just super thankful for that trip. But yeah, that was, you know, all the way to Fargo, which is, I think the farthest we traveled, um, in my four years. And then, um, coming off a, a loss that first night in overtime, um, I can still just <laughs> picture that very vividly in my head. And I, one more step. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. 
We all, we all know who fell on the blue line. <laughs> I, uh... But I do stand corrected. Um, I was the second one in this group to have an NCAA trip. I was just the only one. I was the only one to have two in my team. The only good part about that trip ended up being the pile of money that I got to lay in bed with from all the tickets I sold to North Dakota fans. <laughs> we we made it rain on Jaeger with our extra yeah. money. There is a video out there somewhere of us flinging money on Jaeger in a hotel bed. Speaking of Jaeger, Jaeger still sucks. Jaeger sucks. <laughs> Jaeger sucks. That's going in the liner notes for sure. That can just be the yeah, title of the Jaeger? episode. <laughs> I love that. I was that. so depressed after that game, I couldn't even drink. Wow. He refused to he he refused to attend this on three reasons. One is that uh, he doesn't like public speaking. Two is that he's not really paying attention to the team this year, and three is that he doesn't have a good memory. And he sucks. Oh, so he does suck. Yeah. I mean, so he's he just, he just told him. I was like, I'm like, all right, if you're not coming, like we're just going to make fun yeah. of you then. <laughs> I didn't even know if he was invited. I didn't want to talk to him about it. <laughs> all right, Gina, how about you? Longest, longest trip and, uh, and, and the one you enjoyed the most. So I think my longest official misfit trip was the uh, Frozen Five Frozen four, not frozen four. Final five? What did we used to call it? Final five. It used to be the, final the one. Final five. Okay. Yeah. You got it. We all crashed at my house. We're, we're starting yeah, um, we're starting to reach back a long yeah. way to memories <laughs> at this point as we go farther down the line. So, so it's okay. That was the one I crashed at Bethlehem's house. Yeah. So we like we like divvied up the misfits into Tim's house and Bethlehem's house. And someone else's house too. But remember. as far as like official misfit trip. Yeah, that was, I think, my farthest. The weekend before that, I was in Colorado Springs. I was on a 10-day, like, spring break trip out to watch Tech play CC. And so that was great, uh, but not official trip. But um, So that was the longest, was somehow Minneapolis. And funnest was probably fifth year in Duluth. It was probably, like, so that would have been... I think that was your guys' freshman year, Alex. I think that yeah, was your freshman 11, year trip. Twelve, I think. It was. Yeah. Yeah, it was the eleven twelve season, and that was yeah. when uh, Robo like shut out Duluth for like four periods or something. Yeah. And then we got like we painted. We did like E to the X, like the full E to the X chant on our stomachs, and we like we sang to them when they were in the uh, in the stairwell. It was it was a great weekend. Probably one of my favorite hockey weekends of all time not vegas does that it's not official a, uh, misfit trip? official misfits? yeah you, you no know, we'll, we'll talk it about official stuff here we can, still we, can be funnest, we can though. i mean vegas <laughs> we can we can talk about uh we can talk about favorite road trip okay, that's okay. not a misfit related one an alumni one after that too we, that we one, can go to that, that one's too. pretty high up there it was just the anniversary <laughs> of our like our mosa the the mosa bar the the, the bottomless mimosas at the Bellagio yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was a good time all right well now we're getting now. to the point where the money was a lot thinner back in the early days <laughs> yeah during during my reign of terror we actually did have a UMB trip or two or three and then of course the northern trips every year and we kept adding more and did a great job during my time, but every single year after my year, by the way, Rob, you went backwards. You should have started with me and then we get more impressive as we go. Now we're <laughs> ending on a pretty low note, but yeah, those, 
There's definitely a bit of yin and yang with how yeah. the memories are going to be for this that entire so episode. So, yeah, we had a lot of great northern trips. One of the most challenging things is keeping everybody excited when we're getting shut out every single time. But we had a couple of very <laughs> successful Duluth trips. One, we brought, I want to say, 40 people, a bus of 40 people. And before we went to the deck, I went to the dollar store in the mall and got all the annoying noisemakers that I could possibly find. And we were so loud and annoying at the deck. And the guys really felt that energy and they won. And it was really awesome. And all the guys <laughs> and the coaches and the parents of the players were super excited and they couldn't stop talking about it for weeks. So that was probably my most fun one. No NCAA, not even a WCHA tournament to speak of, but a couple of fun trips in there anyway. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if, if Tim, if you want to answer that one or not. There weren't, weren't official they weren't trips official, for you. So but, it was basically like yeah. the, the, the longest trip was me, Nesbitt, and Bethlehem on Bethlehem's first time ever and meeting Nesbitt. me. And Nesbitt. <laughs> she hopped in my car and we drove to North Dakota. <laughs> And it is the longest trip. So what is your feeling? What is your feeling about, you know, midway through Minnesota there, Bethlehem, well, and the choices you've made see, in your life? I, on that trip, I called my mom to let her know. So I was staying up at Tech during spring break, and I was starting to go crazy. And Tim sent out this email to the Misfits. Anybody want to go to Grand Forks? Like, tomorrow we're, we're going to leave. Like, yes, I need to get out of here. So, yeah, I climbed in the car with those two, and on our way out, I eventually – Picked up the phone. We made it all the way to Bruce's Crossing before <laughs> yeah. shit went wrong. I called my... Because Nesbitt was driving <laughs> oh and my car... Like, I had gotten a speeding ticket in Michigan earlier, <laughs> and they're really a pain in the butt about tickets if you're not a Michigan resident. So we decided that Nesbitt would drive through Michigan, and I would drive through Wisconsin, and we'd figure out the rest. Strategery. So my car, the parking brake was broken, but the... But the apparatus that would engage it or disengage it was still underneath my car. So it would bounce off the ground every once in a while. And it would hit right underneath your feet when you're driving. And Nesbitt was like, what is that? And I'm like, well, when we get to the next town, just pull over and I'll show you what it is. It's not a big deal. So he pulls over and catches my tire on a rain gutter and slashes the front tire in Bruce's Crossing. And there's no place to get a tire fixed in Bruce's Crossing. So we went to the hardware store to try and get, like, fix-a-flat or something. But I have, like, a four-inch slash on the side of my tire. So the owner of the hardware store in Bruce's Crossing gives us their truck. So we take the spare or take the tire out, drive it to the next town, get it fixed, drive back and get it on the car, and then drive, get back on the road and keep going. And then we got to, like, what, Ashland? I thought we made it to Duluth or Superior. We made it to Duluth, but somewhere around Ashland, my transmission starts acting weird. So we decide we're going to rent a car in Duluth to get the rest of the way. And so we had to rent a car in Duluth. Then we drove all the way to North Dakota. We get there, what, at the start of the Third second period. period or something? Did yes, we, miss we two did. Whole periods? Okay. <laughs> Yeah, it took way too long because of all the issues we had. Oh, that sucks. So then we get there at the start of the third, and for whatever reason, the tickets the team was supposed to have left for us were not there. 
So they just let us <laughs> in, and then I went up to the top of the arena to like yell at um, who would have been at fish. that time. Was it Fish? Because it wasn't. No, not Fisher. Who's? It was probably John Omen. I would guess who I was like, hey, our tickets weren't there, you know. But anyway, like, and we lost, and then we went out drinking and had a fine time, whatever. Well, not me. I but was we not did, of we age. Stay in this like. It won't. <laughs> Um, so then we get to the hotel and the hotel is dirt cheap. And it's one of those hotels that has like beds that vibrate. <laughs> if you put a quarter in, it's $30 a night. <laughs> yeah. It was like $30 a night. So it's like me and Nesbitt in one bed and Bethlehem gets the other bed and there there's quarters. You can like make the bed vibrate for a quarter. So we had a blast of a weekend, uh, watching our team get smoked by North Both Dakota nights. for four, four periods. Um, yeah, <laughs> and then we had to drive all the way back and get get our my car back, and then I had a buddy like drive down from Houghton to like drive with us in case my car died. It's a good time. So that's my like longest road trip, and then my favorite road trip, which is not a Misfits trip either, but it it's my favorite one ever, is when we went Dustin and Bethlin and I flew out to CC. To watch Tech win a playoff series for the first time in God knows how long. <laughs> and the funniest part is I think my favorite part of that whole trip is the game we lost in the tub <laughs> full of Pepsi Jazz we got. Because <laughs> for whatever re- reason, the arena was giving away Pepsi Jazz that night. And we decided that we should take it all because nobody else wanted it because it was crappy, terrible stuff. We got a pallet 80 of it. 80 bottles. <laughs> we got like... We got like 80 bottles and filled the bathtub with it and dumped ice on it and then <laughs> went to the liquor store to figure out what we could mix it with. Pepsi Jazz was It was awful. terrible. Terrible. We just slept in there. It was terrible. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't remember and it didn't Pepsi help Jazz. anything that nice. Rob Green decided to chug the whole bottle that actually did make it taste somewhat okay. But yeah, that, that's my favorite right. trip. Nice. Matt Matt has uh, Matt's calling his first audible of the night. He wants to refine his favorite answer now. So, yeah, the, the problem for me is that that Cincinnati trip like traumatized me so much trying to raise all that money so quickly that I get stuck on it when I start talking about it. But my favorite one was probably Duluth oh, Icebreaker. That was a lot of, and during my last year. <laughs> it's well, it was hilarious because like the first thing. Because, you know, it's not a Misfits trip unless, like, several things go wrong, as I'm sure you've seen the, seen the theme so far. So the first thing that we went wrong is we, we were supposed to be posted up in, like, a Holiday Inn. And then, like, two days before we go there, they're like, nope, we can't have you. We're booked up. And then we were like, what do you mean? <laughs> we reserved it. So we were scrambling to find a replacement to that. So we ended up finding the Superior Inn in Superior, mm-hmm. Wisconsin. And that is a you can thank my husband for that. Establishment. I, I have. I almost we, stayed there. Yes, that's David's suggestion, isn't it? I have stayed there too. <laughs> um, while we were there, there were definitely some scantily clad women asking, you know, the shortest amount of time that you can, you know, rent a room. <laughs> so we got there, and our 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 slogan for like the whole trip was it's. <laughs> it's it's fine so we went we go to the first game and we beat union which was sick 
You got so then after that we're trying to figure out where to go. So we go to the Anchor Bar back in Superior. We found out you know in Wisconsin as long as a person who's of age is buying anybody can drink, and they had like three dollar pitchers of Grain Belt. <laughs> so Grain Belt sure supposed like, to be a parent. Yeah, everyone said it's like it's supposed to be a yeah. parent, correct? Yeah. But I'm, it's I'm also yeah. pretty sure that the Anchor Bar just doesn't care. Also it's that. also a it's, suggestion. It's, it's yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. So, so everyone was going wild there, and then we, and then I had it was really funny because our travel coordinator got locked out of his own room, and then ended up spending the night with us. <laughs> just like ended up having a riot of a time with him, and then the next day we go out and win the thing, and I get to hold another trophy and rattle Tim's cage a little bit. And I always appreciate. Yes, that. I held that trophy because screw you for getting to hold the McNaughton Cup. <laughs> that was that was it's heavy <laughs> you didn't know. <laughs> all right so we're gonna talk some just general questions now we talk about favorite road trip because of road trip wise but on ice stuff what is your guys favorite or or worst or most memorable moment from an on ice perspective during your time and it doesn't have to necessarily be an actual game result or anything like that. It can be something that happened at the game as well. Just whatever sticks out in your mind the most. Uh, and we'll start in the middle this time with Gina. Um, Cause she looks like she's thinking the most. I, yeah. So my fourth year, so I did a five. So my fourth year, there were two separate occasions where glass was broken. So I thought that was really cool. Cause I had never seen glass broken in a hockey game before. So I'm going to go with, uh, I think, Alex McLeod broke glass one game, and oh man, I can't remember who the other one. It might have been Cousins. Might have no, I don't know. But yeah, I'm gonna go with getting to see glass broken twice. I have only seen that once myself, and it was at a St. Norbert's game That's cool. of all places. <laughs> Tim, <laughs> Tim and I saw an especially memorable one in Anchorage at one point of glass breaking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My favorite memory is the time, I don't remember who did it or if it was even me, but somebody tried to bribe Derek Shepard through the glass and he took the money and skated away. <laughs> Dustin, was that you? No, 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 no. I don't remember who it was. <clears throat> I think that might, be a, that might be a story <laughs> that you? he told us. No, no, I'm pretty sure we were there and he did it. I that think could be. Like I might have done it, and then he bought drinks at the bar. I don't. We know, could. But we like... could have an entire like series of podcasts over she- uh, Derek Shepard stories. <laughs> yeah, or just refs in general. That could be fun. That would have to definitely be a Patreon one, though. <laughs> yeah, we could get Shepard on. He might even call in. He might. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we'll get him on for a monthly Zoom chat. That would be a good one. That would. How is? How about you, Alex? What's your uh, most memorable on ice of a hockey game event moment? Ooh, on ice, I think it's the the shutout of uh, or the sweep of Michigan. Um, just I think senior year, the the very lucky year <laughs> out of all four. Um, but I think just getting to tell people at home uh, and just rub it in their faces, knowing that they were Michigan hockey fans as well. Um, I mean, it was just cool to you know to see tech this this tiny school beat them um but then at the same time having that connection um with all my friends was was pretty pretty cool and then anytime you know uh we can get like half off pizza or something it's not too bad 
<laughs> I think that might be the start of the 0-10 run, if I'm remembering correctly. <laughs> that's the year of the 0-10-0. Or the 10-0 run. Sorry, yeah. so used First to say it the other way. But yeah. I think that's the start of the 10-0 run year. Um, without looking, I've got too many tabs open from doing research before this to find it that's quickly. I, I so. think I got it. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yeah. Yeah, that's the, that's the start of that year, right? That was, How about yeah. you, Matt? I... I kind of feel bad because I feel like mine's so much better than everyone else. <laughs> I uh, I got I got to storm the ice twice, which was it always it always stands out to you whenever he gets stormed. <laughs> yeah, there's I did that, that once. wonderful uh, wonderful finger from Tim. <laughs> but the second time we did it when we beat Bowling Green was... to win the Broadmoor was definitely a big highlight for me. I don't remember crying that hard <laughs> in my life. There's still some very funny pictures of me just like sobbing laying down at center ice and all that good stuff and winning it all northern the next year was great as well but it just wasn't quite the same as winning it at home breaking the streak feeling the building erupt like that it was just really something else to be there for that was that was a really cool game hi yeah i i agree that was a that was very high up there if yep yeah, yeah I w- if not i would the agree top, that was that was it it was fantastic yeah I, I, I'm lucky enough to have the top moment of my presidency be be like have an overlap with the top tech hockey moment of the last 40 years. <laughs> that, was, that was a pretty great moment. <laughs> all right, all right, Bethlin, what's uh, what's yours during your time? How many points is this one worth? <laughs> this one's not trivia. No points for this one. <laughs> well, I mean, there are so many, but none of them would have even been possible without that moment we already talked about. October 18th, 2003, that amazing comeback game. So I wasn't even a sports fan. I never really watched hockey. It's one of those times where you don't even know what offsides is. You're just there and checking this out, and that just changes your life forever. So that has got to be obviously my number one moment. But I will say one yeah, more <laughs> on-ice moment that is probably my favorite ever is winning in Madison – and taking my shirt off as a gigantic fat man and seeing the smirk on Mark Malakoff's face <laughs> that I could see on his face that he was disgusted, <laughs> but he was also happy as hell that the other like 12,000 people there were also disgusted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was back when the Kohl Center actually had hockey fans in it for yeah. games. Those are good times. Uh, I don't know if I don't know if you guys with the the newer presidents would have had that atmosphere in the Kohl Center that was experienced by Bethlin and that, Gina. That Kohl Center um, was crazy Tim, back then. The the crease creatures just breaking out to another you know fan group for a second. The crease creatures doing three full tiers of the tequila stuff is a sight to behold. It's also incredibly intimidating when you and your group of like four or five fans are the only one in your section and the entire arena chants asshole at you. I've never been more intimidated at a rink in my life than their sip chant. Honestly, yeah, it's it's impressive. When, it was, I, when, it was when they, it's the best. <laughs> when they when they used to have a full rink, it was fantastic, and it's just really sad to see what what's happened to hockey down there over yeah, the last what, ten years. What I've experienced in my trips is that we go there, and then all the Wisconsin fan, like all the old ones get all their panties in a bunch about how like the 20 tech kids up in the upper bowl right are making their kids look like bitches <laughs> yeah that, <laughs> like, that, that they that can hear not, us the whole game that would not really, have yeah. mattered whatsoever back in the day when they were a powerhouse in the wcj oh, it was I know, crazy but yeah 
Yeah, got a whole are... series of tweets of just angry <laughs> people that we were just making look stupid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely one of those places that was intimidating to go to for sure. Let's talk a little bit about behind the scenes. What's what's something that folks that aren't members of the Misfits may not necessarily know about this. And this isn't directed to each of you specifically, but let's just kind of roundtable this one. What's some stuff that folks might not know about the Misfits that you might want to let them know about? Cause this isn't listened to just by necessarily students, but it's, you know, alumni and community members too. And I will call on one of you if nobody says anything. <laughs> I, I will start. And I think everybody and especially Matt can back me up on this. The amount of stress that the president goes through in planning trips, in mm-hmm. organizing people and every little detail, and it is just the worst, and it is always so worth it. So worth it. Absolutely. Yeah, I would piggyback off of that and say that there's definitely a lot more to it than what is visually available at uh-huh. every game. Like, there's... So much planning, so much whoring yourself for money, so much trying to talk to anybody you can to get everyone out, trying to gather student interest to go to games, trying to gather student interest for trips. There's just setting everything up for games. You know, it's just, it's it's like taking on a job. That's yep. why I actually had to quit my one student job that I ever had at Tech because I just couldn't handle both at the same uh-huh. time. Yeah. yeah. And it's even, it's definitely, I'll say, much more than just like the president and stuff. Um, just interfacing, I, I mean, at this point, you know, interfacing with student government, athletics, and everyone. Um, it's definitely like a team. Um, so, you know, just doing a lot of the not fun stuff, you know, having to create a budget every year and figure out, okay, <laughs> um, oh, okay, we need to make this much from t shirts and, and then this much from other stuff in order to pay for these many new cowbells and stuff. Um, you know, there's a lot of administrative stuff, but you know, going, going to the games is like the, the easy part. It's the fun part. And it's the part I think all of us love the most. Um, did anybody here use that like big time in your job interviews? Mm -hmm. Just laying it on thick. Here is what I did. I did budgeting. I did plan. I did this and this and this and this. And you could talk for like the whole time. I did. I used that one, but I also used running broomball as the other big one. But I was also never technically president. But even though I was never technically president, I still met with like the SID and the hockey coach like twenty times that year, trying to figure everything out when we weren't official yet. <clears throat> Not so to piggyback. Unless you got does anybody have a bit more on that one, or I'll piggyback a little bit on that with another yeah, question. I would... But go ahead. Definitely agree with Bethel in there. If I am in an interview with a hockey fan, I am off to the race. Oh, yeah. <laughs> For sure. I had an interview at a, a paint company for like a chemical position and they, they're they like, oh, you went to Michigan Tech. Did you watch hockey? And I was like, let me let's go. Oh. Let me tell you something. Cause she was a, I relate to you on a personal level. Now. <laughs> she, was a, she was a Bowling Green grad. So she was, she was also a huge hockey fan. So we, we talked for like 10 minutes about college hockey and she's like, wait, so how did you like, so what did you do? Like it was, it was a lot of fun to talk to another girl, especially about college hockey, you know, in a professional yeah, it's setting. It's also fun when interviews just kind of turn into a vibe check instead of just like being serious uh-huh. the whole time. That's when you know it's a good interview, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> Is that person uh, that interviewed you single, Gina? Uh, I, well, I don't work there, so <laughs> I have no kidding. connection to her. <laughs> 
So let's piggyback on that, right? Um, what is something that alumni or the community can do to actually help the Misfits out, even like currently, or what you guys would have seen as something really helpful from their side, besides besides the uh, the whoring out for money piece? Stand up, old people. Get on your feet. Yeah. Listen, damn it. Listen, get up. Would it be that good of an event if it didn't happen on a only a semi-regular basis? If it happened all the time, would stand-up old people actually have the same weight? I don't know. But yeah, what can the community or what can alumni do to help the Misfits out? Rob, is this, is this where I plug the jersey sale? <laughs> yeah. Well, so yeah, we, we can, we can drop that in real quick on the money side, right? <laughs> Um, the Jersey sale, a lot of the proceeds do actually go toward helping the misfits out. And we've talked about that on previous podcasts. Yeah, I think we've given the um, misfits about a thousand dollars a year, every year that we do the Jersey sale. Yep. At least I try to get about that much. Damn. That would have been nice back in the day. I know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was incredible because I got to be there like as the university was starting to realize that, Oh, Hey, these guys are incredible for one student involvement and student life experience. And two, when guys see that there are crazy fans behind them and they're going to like, what, you know, across the country, they're ending up in Alaska. Uh-huh. They're going to Vegas or going to all the Minnesota series. Like that's a reputation that carries. So they started to put a lot of like force behind that. And that's something I kind of wish everyone was here to talk about because now the university cares so much that pretty much for every big series they're gonna get a bus out awesome yeah it's so awesome yep. yeah so there is so on the money side for go back to the, to the actual question uh, like the cool thing about donating money to the misfits even though you know like you know money for sometimes small, you know, it's like boy, it's like but, paying for a taxi from houghton to marquette and it's just yeah. a bus size because you don't want to drive uh-huh. <laughs> That's the thing is that your investment is super visual. It's going to go straight towards cowbells. It's going to put a kid in the seat somewhere across the nation. And that's like money is just easy. But the other thing is I think it'd be really cool to see like more involvement. Like I don't I can't expect an old person to be as energetic and involved as a student. But to like when you see those, you know, high intensity moments, like don't be afraid to get up and, you know, kind of like channel your student get in there, you know. Yeah. You're not looking for you're looking for the guy in Madison holding up the numbers to lead yeah. things, but just participate. Yeah, exactly. Next question, another more open one, not to everybody, but membership counts. How how do you guys drive membership? Now, obviously, Matt and Alex have it a little bit easier because come watch a winning hockey team. <laughs> but I'm really kind of curious what what some of Bethlin and Gina's approaches were to try to get people to watch a team that. Um, yeah, doesn't win hockey games. Well, Gina and I are women, so it wasn't too bad, right, Gina? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, K-Day was a huge recruiting tool. So yeah. I always got to make a fun K-Day booth. I should go see if I still have those photos from when we did, like, the water balloon thing. If you don't, I do. Okay. <laughs> so K-Day is the big, the big driver. I don't, I don't, from a student perspective, I don't know the answer to this. I went to the very first Misfits meetings. I think, if I remember right, and my memory may be off here, for some reason I didn't like Tim in general, so I actually left the meeting after getting my free pizza. <laughs> and I went back to standing where I, I was grumpy. I, was, I don't know what it was about, but there was something about the meeting that was like, oh, that guy's an idiot, and I just left. <laughs> <laughs> and I your opinions changed? Really? Well, you know. <laughs> but yeah, it was, like, it was a meeting where there was pizza involved. That was my first Misfits oh, yeah. recruiting thing, and I've been going to hockey games since I was I'm in the same case as Matt here, right? 
with GLI and diapers, I grew up going to the McGinnis every weekend. My parents have had student tickets since they were students, so or season tickets since they were students. So I've I've been there for a really long time. And going to the games did I didn't need a group to get me there. I was I was going anyways and the misfits were down near the glass and I didn't like that because I and I still don't like that to be honest. I think sitting by the glass is a terrible place to watch a hockey game. So I stood up top at the at the entrance to either L or M and stood Scott at the rail. Spot. Yeah. That's my that's my that was my standing spot as a student. So yeah, I didn't have that drive that uh recruiting experience. It wasn't there for me. So you know, I didn't have to worry about it. But what what are you guys well besides K Day, what's the what's the big drivers for getting people up there? Oh yeah, you really nailed it with the pizza, Rob. Actually, <laughs> pizza, <laughs> free pizza. Seriously, table tents. Hey, we got a meeting. Free pizza, so that would get some bodies there and drum up some interest. Get the coach and some players to come and talk at the meetings to let students know that the coach and the players care that they're there. So that was I'm always guessing Mel Pearson too. never did that. You um, did actually um, one yes. time begrudgingly. It was never super. It was he, he didn't stay very long, but there were times that he would come, and there were always players that would come to the yeah. first. Yeah, team. I got. I think I got Mel my senior year, senior year, and he brought um, he brought like four or five of the guys with him to the to my meeting. So that was really cool. Good. Yeah, we all know I'm number one in the Mel Pearson, you know, hate mm. fan club. <laughs> but mm. <laughs> no, Bethlin was hating him before but, it was cool. You know, <laughs> <laughs> but. I'm the I'm president sure, of but, that club. You know, credit where credit's due. He would he he would come to the meetings. He it, there was always this weird like barrier kind of about him. Like he, he didn't like, want looking to back, be it was there. the writing was. I mean, yeah, the writing was always kind of on the general, wall. Not your meeting. <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, can we see a show of hands here? Who has been blocked on Twitter by Mel Pearson? I don't know. Marv Parson. Marv. Know, Marv. So. I love Marv. <laughs> only three of Only three. Okay. I don't have a Twitter. Dustin, you're not blocked uh, by I don't think I've ever tagged him. Mel? I mean, okay. I've tweeted a lot about him, but I don't that's think I've ever tagged him. That's your problem. Do it once. Say, like, have a good day, and you're gone, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, I'm going to toss another roundtable question out there, and then we'll go back to trivia and then do one more question after that. And I think that'll probably get us a decent amount of time, I would think. Right, Tim? Well, we're already at 64. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, so that should work for enough stuff, right? So first one, right, plenty. first question will be this one from Discord, actually. Um, the guys are asking about flags, and that kind of dovetails into traditions. Are there any traditions you can take credit for that either still exist to this day or that you really enjoyed trying to start <laughs> while, you were, while you were president? I have three if no one else is ready to go. I'm ready, whatever. Go Go like up in the corner there. Yes. All right, Tim is getting shirtless, so I love this. But anyway, so my my first one was I tried to start a we we got the puck chant, which went well for a few years. I enjoyed that very much. See, it's very love or hate. I saw Rob. I saw Rob. I saw Rob get juiced. I saw Gina get that, I think that was fantastic. <laughs> Those are the two reactions to that chain. I, I, I remember it. Nesbitt hated that one. And I was like, I kind of like it because it's different. And it's a good thing to do when, like, the game's boring. Is oh, just, yes. It just keeps, exactly. yeah, yeah, it gets that atmosphere going. Point. Sorry, Gina, sure. I don't like that one, too. I always, no, I always join in for, like, the first little bit. And then I'm like, okay, I'm done with this. But then, like. We do yeah. it like two games later, and I'm like, "Yeah, we got the puck," and I'm like, "Okay, I'm done with that." Like, I need it in like <laughs> short bursts. <laughs> All right, 
The second one that I like, it's kind of attributed to Tim, but I also stole it from Northeastern, is getting shirtless for overtime. Your shirtless overtime is never participated entertaining. I'll get shirtless for overtime at home now, too. But the last one that is totally just me was I would also take my shoes off and put them on my hands for shootout, and people started joining <laughs> in on that. I don't know if that's still going. So we have... So I'd be shirtless with my shoes on my hands for shootouts. And that was kind of a thing for a little while. I hope that's still going, but I'm not sure. That's up to Evan and their crew at this point. Can I ask who started the thing with the one. power play and doing that thing and then the uh, thrusting? The, that was the, the that was a band thing. We oh, can't okay. take that. The roller coaster? Was, I wasn't around. That was amazing. I don't know what it is, but I'm always entranced when I go there. They always they always play Not Joker that. and the Thief for power plays now, and they always do like a pelvic thrust <laughs> during like all the beat drops in the beginning. That's so good. That yeah. is always humorous to see on the opposite yeah, side cool of see- the stadium that aren't the students, oh, but yeah. the younger kids doing that one is, <laughs> is always a, a bit of humor involved there because some of them really get into it. <laughs> oh yeah. Any other uh, any other ones that have lasted from you, Gina or, or Bethan? You can think of. Uh- I mean, I carried on. The, I proudly carried on the body painting tradition for Bethlehem. I made sure that kept going because I think, like, I had never seen it in hockey before, so I thought that was that was unique. So I always, it's always entertaining, especially when you can go to an opponent's rink and like body paint it an opponent's rink and really throws everybody off. <laughs> I got a few to talk about, Matt. How you brought one in from another school i also may have borrowed one from cc we do the the cowbell things and then chant and then lots of cowbell so i brought one in from i imported one from cc i can do it on my mic go tech like that one we had never done that and i'm like oh when i was at cc the trip tim was talking about earlier that's so easy let's bring that back there's another one, if anybody here is familiar with what I try to do every year in December, are Sivmas carols. Oh, those work, Those don't work. How do you, how those? <laughs> I, I love Sivmas carols. Not, they every, don't work, but they're so good. person can easily do it. It is the easiest thing. Any regular Christmas carol, which everybody knows, just replace every single syllable with Siv while sieving, and you can get everybody involved, student or not. It is amazing, and it works great at the Joe. It works. I, great. I love how I didn't even know like half of these things ever happened. Yeah, you don't this ever go to the GLI. I will say, like, so the couple times we tried Siv Miss Carols, like that last weekend before break or whatever, it like while I was there, Bad luck. just famously backfired <laughs> so bad and it might have been like the choice of opponent at the time so uh, like yeah, yeah. W- at the time i think the gophers were one i think north dakota was one like might have been a coincidence but <laughs> it, it was it like is, we'd start singing sieve and we'd get scored on in like 10 seconds that is just the nature of the huskies but it's <laughs> awesome and everybody can participate and then a couple others super quick here. Um, you know, we if you go to a St. Cloud game, it's just the same cheer every time. Um, the Let's Go Huskies one. So I thought, ah, we need to do something different. So I did the Let's Go Huskies. So just kind of changing it up a little bit. So it's something different rather than the same rhythm every time. 
And then another one of Gina's absolute favorites. No sarcasm there or anything. <laughs> Gina, do you know what I'm going to say? The PP? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so way back when, when UMD came to visit, they did their um, their post power yeah, play post power, power play, play failure. Power play sucks. And then Tech started doing that just to make fun of them, and then they kept doing that, and that annoyed the hell out of me. So I'm like, we <laughs> need to do something different. Sure, we can take things from CC, but no, we can't take it from UMD. So I started the You Suck on the PP chant after. <laughs> I didn't know that was you. That was me. So every time you sense. said something bad, I was, bad, was, I was standing That's right a, there. You classic. were personally so offending good. me, Gina. <laughs> but I, I love you anyways. <laughs> you got any Alex you I could think, think of? So. Um, Gina, was it you who created the uh, – um, uh, I'm trying to think. Of it. Let's go Husky Dogs. And then everyone says mush right at the oh, end. No, oh, no. That, that was not, that was not oh, man. me. I almost dropped a bad <laughs> word there. I hate that one so much. That that so good. I, I cannot okay. stand yeah. that one. Um, I would love to oh, take I thought of There was one that um, the president before me tried to get going. Um, it was right after the World Cup. It was the the I Believe chant. If you remember uh, Cam Morgan. We I think we tried that for about a year, year and a half, and it, it, it kind of worked, but I, I think it just completely died as soon as people forgot about soccer. Um, and then I think one specific to us is we had Matt Roy on our team, who now plays for the uh, LA Kings. Um, and then, you know, we know he hated it, but every single time <laughs> the kid touched the puck... We would just yell out "wah" because you know Patrick Wah the whole time, uh, and we, we did a fair bit of the misfits just screaming it at the top of our lungs anytime he touched the puck. Um, we knew for a fact that he hated it, but you know wasn't enough to stop us. But oh, I thought of another one. <laughs> Go ahead. So I think Bethlin, Bethlin or Tim, one of you guys might have started it, but I'm taking credit for like bringing it back. Is the Tyler Shalast? Is getting- that Dustin? Actually, or was it Dustin? Was no. that you? Last all night long. Yeah, the, Dustin, the Tyler Shalast. No, that wasn't me. I didn't come up with anything. <laughs> I d- I know one. I- except except suck it up. Oh, I did that one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> actually, yeah, that was like, definitely me. But the the Shalast. Yeah, that was the you. Shalast one <laughs> happened when I was there, but it wasn't. I didn't think of it. It wasn't me. My buddy Michael's the one that brought it back. Uh, He's going to want credit for bringing it back when he came back as a strength and conditioning coach. So I, I ran into him down, I think it was at Bowling Green, and I was like, so this is what we did when I was a freshman when Tyler played there. And I was like, this is what you do. So then he brought it back <laughs> up. So I'm taking partial credit. For, okay, okay. For, for filling him in on that. Hey, hey, Matt, Alex reminded me of something with the wah one. Who's, who started beef with our uh, – yeah. Beef was just that was just organic okay, because just his happened. nickname was Beef to no begin fun. with, and then just everyone just started yelling it. I don't know if there was anyone in particular that started it, but like it was cool because I talked to Beef like when he signed, and he was like, "Matt, I've got to tell you what was really cool is I grew up in BC. Like I was a huge Canucks fan growing up. The only thing I ever wanted my whole life was for a whole <laughs> crowd to yell Beef the same way that the Canucks would yell Woo, and you gave that to me. While I was right. here. So that was, that was a really cool thing you got to tell me, you know. Nice. We had, uh, back in my day, we had Bunger! Bunger! <laughs> 
I've got I got two tradition questions that maybe you guys know where they did start or when they they kind of came around because I don't remember them growing up as a kid in the McGinnis, right? Uh, the flags at the beginnings of the game and waving the individual players' home flag. <laughs> where does that come from? Because that's, that's one of my me. favorite pieces of tradition. Hell, that's there. I remember his. Love that. that. Like, I have donated flagpoles and flags to that cause because I think it is so awesome. I love this because what we what we have together, Rob, is that like I interned for a soccer team and I ate that atmosphere right up. I love yeah, it. They I, always had like a ton of flags. Like some of them aren't even relevant. I don't even care. I just like seeing <laughs> yep. the wave. Yeah, they're they, great. So like. The first thing I did when I got back, and I was like, "Dude, like province and state flags are dirt cheap on mm-hmm. Amazon. Just go buy them for like two, three bucks." Yeah, the flagpole is usually like twenty times the cost of the actual flag. That's flag how, yeah, so much thing. better than driving to a random town near Madison, Wisconsin, to buy a Finnish flag. <laughs> I yeah, I, I, one of our road trips up to Alaska. I think it might have been. <laughs> it was, maybe it was our time. second one, or yeah, that, the, the last second one I went up to when we sat in the Sullivan up top and literally there was no one behind us. So, so we just waved flags the entire time. We stopped at a flagpole store to buy yes, flagpoles. Yeah. <laughs> with a woman that uh, had a super thick Russian accent yep. and I bought three flagpoles there she's for so the trip confused. because, because <laughs> she's like, do you want the big tall one? I'm like, no, I just want an extendable one. And she's trying to sell me like a 50 foot <laughs> one for out front of my house. And I'm like, no, I want a tailgating flagpole. I have to bring it into the arena. That is one of you have to bring even, it back yeah. on the plane. <laughs> yeah. I mailed them back. I think uh-huh. actually, I, I, oh, yeah, I mailed I think them that's back because right, I think you mailed them to like the Misfits box in the mob or something. Yep, those are those are ones that the Misfits have to this day. And <laughs> yeah. I, I will try to bring a flag with me uh, anywhere we go. I've got one that my mom gave me a few years back. That's a. Uh, a tech tricolor yeah. with the stupid piano dog in the middle, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, what was what was cool about that is like during my term, my whole board was like super into flags too, and they were all about the idea, so they just started getting them and yeah, they it, were it's like fantastic. this guy's from this place. We're getting a guy in from here. Let's buy that flag. And one <laughs> yep. thing that you, that I really like noticing to this day is I I forget who we have from Texas, but there is a Texas flag in the Misfits. And it is marginally bigger than the rest of them. <laughs> yeah, that, that is one of my favorite things. It's one of the things I miss watching like right now because we don't see the beginnings of the games. There's no fans, right? Yeah, Not seeing that. A, yeah. We got to get a Tennessee flag now. Yep. Yeah. Going to uh, get a Swedish flag. Yeah. We I got to. I'm gonna drop the Misfits PayPal on the, the liner notes this week. We need, they need yeah. a lot of money for that. Oh, just you don't, don't even necessarily need to donate. We can have a we can figure out uh, what flags need to be purchased and send to the Amazon wish list. Yeah, we, we should yeah. create an Amazon <laughs> wish list. We can yeah. maintain, maintain a list go. on the THG site of flags needed and flags currently and have that we just got. like you know create a wedding registry <laughs> or something. Yeah. So yeah, that that's that's one of my favorite traditions that I've seen start over my tech fandom. The other one that I really really enjoy and I don't know who can take credit for it. It is at the beginnings of games chanting until the first puck stop no matter how long that is how long it takes if it's 20 seconds or five minutes the misfits will chant for the entirety until that stops so who could take credit for that i want to and we're getting fingers going in different directions because i'm guessing i want to gina is in a different spot bethlen's in a different spot from what i'm seeing <laughs> oh you i was playing at Alex, Bethlen. Bethlen. Yeah, yeah. no <laughs> i i would like to credit my vp of three years for that Andrew Colbus, he wouldn't uh, stop. He just doesn't stop. Colbus, that. that's fantastic because the home team, especially on away trips, this is why it's my favorite on away <laughs> trips. At the McGinnis, Shut at the McGinnis, up! the McGinnis is going to be loud. But at home, 
the home team will start out <laughs> chanting something. The home fans will start, fans will start chanting something. Their student section it's three will, or five and done. Right, they'll do their standard cheer and then they'll stop, and then it's just misfits fans shouting until they and start you can hear cheering on the radio again. Almost to a T. Yeah. It's fantastic. It's, it's it, so it is a great, the home fans have tradition. no idea how to counter that. Yep. Like when I was on that Bemidji playoff trip, and the students just had no idea what to do with us, yep. so they relocated their student <laughs> section to be in front of us to try to drown us out because they just didn't know what to do with us, not knowing how to. Shut Shut up. <laughs> My favorite is when you get a group of uh, like preteen girls that decide they're the ones that are going to stop you, and you have no power to outdo that age group screaming. Well, the, what, mm. That one trip to Duluth when we were like by that like mites team that just would not stop yelling at us. Remember that? Right. Yeah. Those we were type the of things. Deck at the at the new rink. Oh, was that? And there's like those two like. Eight-year-old teams of like boys, yep, yep. and they're like screaming at us, and it's like, how do? What am I supposed to do with this? I can't like make fun <laughs> right. of them. They're like eight-year-old oh, kids. I think <laughs> after <laughs> that, like, so they ended up playing in one of the intermission periods, and then the, and we cheered for them. Yeah, yeah, we cheered for them, and then they cheered with us. I think a little after that, because they're like, oh, that yeah. was the coolest thing ever. Didn't we like? Didn't we win like six to one that night or something crazy? Mm. Was that the sunshine? We can't I don't remember. I think it was four to one. Not sure. I think it was like four oh, zero. I just remember being like, that like we right. played out of our minds that weekend and kicked their butt. All right, I'm I'm gonna sneak in. I'm gonna sneak in a real quick question that just got asked on Discord while we've been recording. Um, we asked part of it already. What's your favorite place you traveled? So we'll leave that one out. But what is your dream place to see Tech play that they haven't been at yet? And we'll just go quick on this. And we'll start with you, Tim. Well, I wouldn't call this a dream, but now that I've been to this town four times, I would love to come down here and actually watch Tech play Uno sometime. Because I'd I'd like to be in this town. Yeah, for Tim, those that don't know, Tim's in a hotel room in Omaha. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, my the third time. This is the fourth podcast you'll listen to with me sitting in Omaha because we did two podcasts here on my last trip. Tim is so serious about this. He got a recording studio in Omaha to go to for the last three weeks. (laughs) (laughs) Right, that's what I did. I was down here for the the Omapod and I wasn't able to go. But like honestly, I would love to come down here and be here with like you know twenty or thirty misfits and have some fun in this town and not just sit in my hotel and order DoorDash all the time. But uh, that that's kind of one that's on the top of my list because it's so close. Um, or like probably the closest trip that I have never actually made for hockey. Um, and I don't know what else. I'd love to go back to colorado sometime because i have friends i can go visit and see them play um but where have i never seen them play i don't even know i need to go out somewhere east oh, got, sometime we you, need to play eastern teams you got one omaha is good yep. don't take all yep. of them Everybody i know else that's just what i was thinking too, shut up tim yeah. there's more yeah. people <laughs> that need to go all right I, i'm gonna go exactly. in grid order from what i can see on my screen so bethlin you're <laughs> next so you don't have to whine about getting everything out of the way all right i got a quick answer <laughs> this is no place in particular the Frozen Four Ice semifinals and championship, and I do not care where it is. That is the sheet location, of ice I want to see. Location doesn't matter. You just want location doesn't matter. You just want it to be the game. That makes perfect that sense, works. and I appreciate. I appreciate I that, that answer. Yeah. Actually, I approve this message. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Matt, your next one up in my grid. There, there's two I'd love to see. The first is Matthews Arena in Boston because, like, our fandom has created this kind of like weird kinship with Northeastern, and I'd love to see it like come to weird fruition kinship. there. We're Plus, both like, Huskies. How is that weird? <laughs> well, it naturally fits. And the, other th- 
And the other thing is, like, you guys have seen, like, the ridiculous fun we can get into in, like, Bemidji and Mankato and, like, all of these, like, little towns. Imagine the fun that's going to be at those kids' disposal <laughs> in Boston. Do you want to let a bunch of kids that are normally in Houghton uh, out to go on one of the largest cities in the country? Absolutely. I think it'd be amazing. <laughs> and the second one I'd love to see is I'd love to see them come down to Grand Rapids for a regional. So I can have like 30 misfits stay at my house and finally pay it back <laughs> to an organization that's done so much for me. <laughs> All right, Gina, you're up next. Um, I want to go to Ivy League. I think, is it the whale? Is it uh, that, at Yale? That, that's, you stole, that's Yale, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. You like, stole one of my first answers I was going to say. So when, I want to see the whale in person. When we went out for the, uh, the games out in Connecticut, Brad and I had extra time. And so we were like polka dotting our way through different hockey arenas and that one was you guys drove you drives drove from boston didn't you You flew into boston and drove down or from providence um providence down yeah we went the wrong way so we didn't have anyone on our trip yeah so we we stopped at brown we stopped at quinnipiac we stopped at yale and yeah and it's like the doors were locked to yale so we could just like see in the outside doors but it was it just looked like a, a good place to watch hockey all right, Dustin, since you haven't said anything in a while, we'll let you in on this question, too. Uh, well, my answer is pretty much the same as Matt's. I want to go to Boston. Um, Matthews would be awesome, but I also think it would be sweet to play BU. But I'm okay with either, one's right, in, either one in Boston because I'm not counting, I'm not counting in BC because sure, that's sure. Chestnut Hill. And you don't want to see Harvard, Harvard either? No, that's not Boston. That's Cambridge. Yeah. Oh, he's going with the truth. That's that's the real answer. We don't have to appeal to East Coast fans, Dustin. Southern hand. <laughs> well, uh, I'll, I'll specifically tag like some East Coast teams just to say Dustin made fun of them because they're not really in Boston, and we'll see how that goes. Sure. Well, the piggyback off of uh, what Tim and Matt said, um, I'd love to see them play Long Island. Um, I think this is like their first Ooh, year yeah. in Division One. Um, it is. Yep. And so if yeah, you okay. imagine the fun that the Misfits could have in Boston, imagine that fun in New York City. <laughs> and uh, that's right. My- See, the thing is, I have a life goal of never going to New York, and that would ruin it. <laughs> but also, you do it? my backyard, so I can't complain too much. Um, but I think, like, you, you know. hosting, Alex? Ooh. You don't want to go to Long Island? Oh, I <laughs> said it totally wrong. <laughs> Long Island? Well, you got the whole going Long Island? Yeah, no, I still can't do it. Uh, um, I, I think, besides that, I know uh, the mis- or I know Tech played here in the past, but I've never been to um, uh, Nodak. And I think. If, for me, that's definitely a bucket list to see Tech play there and just to uh, sure play to see, the Ralph. Yeah. Yeah, I've never made it to Ralph for a game what? myself either. It, it seems like my, an unreal atmosphere. My two, because I like this question a lot myself. My two is I want to go to Maine because Ooh. that arena looks awesome. And Bethlehem yeah. and David went there a few years ago. It's pretty nice, and it looked like a ton of fun. And just and Gina took the whale. The whale is a fantastic arena. I don't. I think it's Yale's. The Yale has the whale, mm-hmm. or is it brown? It's one of those two. It's a it's whale. It's, it's Yale. Yale. Yale is the Yale whale. And the other one that I would say, just from a pure hockey history perspective, I would love to go to Hobie Baker Arena too, uh, and, and see us play Princeton. I was so. supposed to go watch a game there when I was in town for work, and I got food poisoning <laughs> after trying like fifteen different Philly cheesesteaks. <laughs> In like five days. Nice. Nice. Yeah, I don't know which one gave me food poisoning. That's the problem. (laughs) Uh, Well, that should do it for this episode of the Chasing McNaughton podcast. Thanks to all the Misfits leadership for joining us today. And Jaeger still sucks. (laughs) Jaeger sucks.
please check out our Patreon and join by visiting patreon.com slash Guide. One more shout out to our newest patron, Dave Hurtler, patrons at the black level or above, which is the level Dave signed up at. Uh, receive an authentic MTU jersey patch and access to ex- extra podcast content, including extended versions of every podcast. Patrons at the white level or above get access to the monthly Zoom chat featuring guests like John Scott, Joe Sean, and more. Follow us on Twitter at ChasingMacPod and at Tech Hockey Guide. You can submit questions through our email address, ChasingMac at TechHockeyGuide.com, or send a voice message directly on anchor.fm slash chasing macpod don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on apple google spotify or wherever you get your podcasts if you can't find the podcast on your site of choice please let us know we'll make it happen the more you rate review and share the more people we can reach so tell your friends as always special thanks to mitch lake for recording our introduction and our patron saint doc mcresin for his generous donation to get this thing running we hope you enjoy also, thanks to the thank you notes for all the bumpers in this week's episode. If you like what you hear, check them out at thethankyounotes.bandcamp.com. That's just for Gina's buddy there. And that's it. Did he tell you about that? Um, yeah, he did, and it was really funny because it was actually like right when we were listening to that episode. So all of a sudden that came on, yeah. and he's just like, "Ah, oh, that's for me. I'm an idiot." <laughs> <laughs> he's like, but I was like, "Well, I mean, I guess I can kind of see what you're talking about because I'm like the thank you notes, as in like, oh, it's like the footnotes of the show. It's the thank yous, and, and I was like, oh, ha ha, I see what he did there. <laughs> he he's like, that was for me.'" <laughs>